You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Holy Spirit, override any obstacle that have hindered me or are hindering me from receiving my freedom in you. I renounce and counsel the effects of receiving any accusations and lies into my mind, body, soul, and heart that is contrary to the truth of who you say that I am. I declare that I live my life loved, cherished, and adored by you. I receive in my heart every expression of your love for me. Because you love me, I am free of all guilt, shame, and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. So, folks, we've been talking about friends. I'm in need of friends. Y'all both four that need a friend. The rest of y'all, y'all good with our friends? Y'all don't trust them? They do something to you? Well, what happened to you? All right, so uh, I'm going to touch base with Nicole. She's going to give us an update on what stood out to her last Sunday. So Reverend um, Anderson challenged us and asked us what kind of friend are we? Ooh. And then she gave us an example of Paul and Barnabas. Okay. And how Barnabas was Paul's no, was it the other way? He was an encourager. Okay. That, that was my takeaway. Okay, all right, all right. So, so Nicole, how do you encourage as a friend? Because, um, guys, we always want to make the scripture personal. What we learn, we want to make it personal to us. Because other than that, you just read words, and we know God's word is anointed, but you need to put it in your heart and do something with it. Yeah, so yesterday uh, I was invited to an event, and at least four of my friends were hosting the event or hosting the table, and every time I could, I wanted to just tell them how proud I was of them and share with them how excited I, I am that their businesses are growing, that their nonprofits are growing. So they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. So you shared it? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we got Porter. Porter over here. And then we got Sharon. Sharon, you got the mic. You can go ahead. Got okay. another mic coming your way. Okay. Something that, that stood out to me, um, Reverend Anderson made a statement. She said that friends encourage, restore, correct, and, and forgive us. That, that's what a true friend does. Okay. And I related it to uh, an incident that I had to occur in my life where a dear friend for over 30 years betrayed me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I was so hurt, and I was so offended, and I was resentful. I kept playing it okay. over and over in my head. Okay. Didn't talk to her for many, many months, okay. and eventually she got in contact with me via a letter Whoa, okay. <laughs> and okay. asked me to forgive her. Okay. And I, I did. Okay. I forgave her. 
Um, and I thought to myself, you know, God forgives us. Okay. And who are we not to forgive? And she had been a good friend for all of those. We all mess up okay. in some way, form, or fashion. But it let me know that I needed, I needed to be the one okay. to accept her forgiveness okay. so that we could move on. And so God restored that relationship, and she's there for me. I'm there for her, even though she lives, she doesn't live oh. here now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that was good. A, a true friend does that. Okay. All right. Uh, Reverend Anderson asked us, how have your friends changed over time and how have you changed over time? And uh, I thought that was interesting to think back about um, the friends that I had growing up and where we're at now and also where I am now. So that was good. Okay. Thought-provoking. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Anything else stood out to you, although you didn't sign up? Okay. All right. You taught it, huh? (laughs) Holy Spirit was teaching me. To okay, <laughs> yeah, that's how it worked. Uh, yeah, so uh, after this, I realized, okay, there is a friend, and I will um, take care of that today. Okay. That I need to, um, well, it was done by text, and I'm, I'm saying, should I do it by text or should I do it by phone, and reach out and ask for forgiveness. Okay. All right, so what, what, which way do you think she should do it, by text or by phone? Phone. 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 Why y'all say phone? Personal. Personal? Okay. Way I was thinking too, but it was done by text originally. So okay. I said, hey. yeah, do, okay. it by, do it by phone. Anybody else? Anything else stood out to you? All right. All right, so let's look at a scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 10, it says, Two people, how many? Two. Are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Anybody ever fell by themselves? What what what, what happened? As a result of you falling by yourself? Those who the one to share. I got one in the back. What happened as a result of you falling by yourself? Um, I went into like a little bit of depression. Okay. All right. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't get out the bed. Okay. I didn't have anybody to talk to and no place to go. Okay. All right. Who else? Somebody else raise their hand. Feel comfortable sharing? I got one here. Fell by herself. Y'all remember that that device? I fall and I can't get up? So they're paying somebody somewhere else to help them to become the second person. Yes, ma'am. I kind of piggybacking off of Ashley, um, fell into depression, can't get get out of it. Okay. Um, Just spiral into my own thoughts, and it's usually dark. Okay. All right. Appreciate you, Anybody else? Feel by yourself? I'm falling with somebody. Oh, you got one right here? One right here? Yeah, I'm I'm going by my own experience that, Sometimes when we're in trouble or we're going through things that we try to handle on our own way. And then that's what he tries to do to draw the sheep away from the flock. Okay. So he can kill, steal, and destroy. Okay. But Jesus said that with two or three together, that he is in the midst. And so by sharing things with a fellow brother or Christian, God can be in the midst of that and help them through this situation. Okay. All right. Thanks. Appreciate you. Mine was on physical a physical fault, I fell. But um, when I looked up, and, you know, well, thank God for the teaching. Before, I would have been embarrassed. Okay. But I wasn't. I just 
looked around to make sure no cars were coming. And uh, as I looked around, there were like two people. One come from this way and one came from that way okay. trying to help me up. Are you okay? okay? I'm okay. like, fine, I'll get up. But they stood there and made sure that I was okay. I okay. don't know who they were. They okay. were just coming down the street. Okay, that's awesome. So, so uh, two examples. Um, my daughter just got married. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Say it again. Hallelujah. <laughs> y'all don't know what it is. Well, some of y'all know what it's like. I mean, when they get married, you get married. You know, it's like all you're hearing is wait and talk, wait and talk, wait and talk, buying this, buying that. And it's like, she got married. Her and Corey married. They should be back sometime tonight from Cancun, right? Yeah. Um, and so how many of y'all know you can plan something as much as you can plan it? That's as much as you can plan it. Right, Teresa? And, and, and stuff was going on, but the bride was there and the groom was there. That's the most important thing. And I was there to marry. But stuff was going on, you know? And I had to make a decision. Philippians chapter 4, if you can pull it up, verse uh, 6 through 8, 8 through, go 6 through 10. That, that way we know we got. But you got to make a decision to think on the right things, Megan. So I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm getting ready to, to walk my, my, my daughter down the aisle, and it's like all this stuff that is not supposed to be happening is happening. But I got to make a decision. And so this is my self-talk. Can I tell you all my self-talk? Yeah. Wait a minute now. I'm getting ready to walk my daughter down the aisle. Now, we just studied mirror neurons where a person picks up what you're feeling. I said, there's no way that I'm going to walk my daughter down the aisle and I'm going to be tense because this is the only time I'm walking down the aisle because we believe this is for real and this is for a lifetime. That's what God's word said. So I make a decision. I got to produce peace. I got to think on those things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and deserving of praise. So I chose something that was virtuous. And so virtuous is life-giving. So I say, okay, I'm going to think on the fact that she's getting married, and she's getting married to a good young man. So as a result of that, that's life-giving. So when, when she takes my arm, she's going to feel my peace, and therefore whatever peace she needs, she's going to mirror that with me. So I made a decision. Okay, I'm walking down the aisle in peace. So I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, how beautiful you are. Girl, you, boy, I, I remember when you, you know, I started telling my stories, you know. <laughs> And we walked down the aisle, and she felt peace. Dad, Dad, I really appreciate how peaceful you made things be. Okay? So it, it, it's the way you think, being confident. This very key. T- take me to 8 and see what we got there. Philippians 4. Okay. All right, keep, keep, that, that's okay. Let's go to something else. Okay, all right, the second thing. Second thing. Now, if I cry, I'm not crying off of pain. I'm crying for the joy that my Father, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, would manifest Himself to someone in pain. So you guys know that uh, Wayne's dad passed. Okay, so he calls me, and he says, you know, my uh, my dad had a heart attack last night, and they said he he coded, and so as a result of that, they were able to revive him. And they revived him, but what it was was they said that he's probably brain dead. And so he called and said, Pastor, you know, I need prayer. And so I say, okay, well, I wrote a brain prayer that would would recreate those things that's needed in the brain. And I, I go to get it. I say, I'll text you back in a few minutes. And I sat down with my wife and I, and we talked. And, and I said, uh, I said what, what, what are you picking up, honey? And, and two weeks prior to that, Wayne's dad had had a conversation with him and said, look, you know, I, I, I want to go in a nursing home. I'm in a lot of pain. 
So as I talked with my wife, and Wayne gave me the approval to share this, so I'm not sharing something that he didn't want known. So as, as I'm talking to my wife, you know, we get in our spirit that he said what he wanted. He's in a lot of pain. And he wants to go to a place where he won't feel pain. So I called Wayne back and I said, Wayne, you know, I'm, I'm, my wife and I, we talk. I said, I'm not getting this thing, man. I said, something about, would, would you mind if we prayed with you and asked you to ask the Holy Spirit, what does your dad want? And he said, I, I trust you. So I prayed with him. Instantly, the Holy Spirit told him, your dad wants to be with me. I said, okay. I say, so Wayne, we're not going to pray the way you had asked us to pray, but we're going to pray according to what your dad's wishes were, and that is for him to be in the presence of the Lord. So Wayne goes, well, you know, Pastor, I'm just concerned about whether my dad is saved. I say, well, we can take care of that. I say, ask, Holy Spirit, would you mind showing me my dad's eternal destiny? Wayne saw glory. And who was in the midst of that glory? It was his father. His earthly father was in glory. Now, what I'm about to tell you, I'm just taking you there because it, it was incredible to us. I've been counseling for 20-something years, and God always, d- d- don't think you're smarter than God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, who, who you think you are? That you think you know everything about God? <laughs> hey, what'd your neighbor say? No. Did he say that? No? So now, if Wayne's dad is in glory, then I need to ask you who was in the bed. If Wayne's dad is in glory, then who's laying in the bed? So the doctors are attending to somebody that's not even there because he wasn't pronounced dead yet. You follow me? Guys, this is a real world that we're living in, a real spiritual world. So Wayne leaves, and I said, okay. So then he, he's going back to the room to tell his parents, tell his mom and his family, because his family is there, to tell them, look, you know, I think we should let dad go because the doctors are already calling me in and say, as a family, you guys need to decide what you want to do. So when Wayne walks back there, dad is okay, dad is there, so they think. But if he's in glory, who's in there? Because the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So a couple, uh, about half an hour later, they pronounced him dead. But who was in glory? That thing is real, man. But prior to that, what happened was when I talked with him, when he called me the first time, I said, okay, now let's look at what your father did for you. So we had a leadership meeting, guys, a few weeks ago. You guys that was at the leadership meeting. And Wayne had dealt with his parents, always been afraid of his parents passing. You were there. And we had to go there. To some people, it seemed like we were aggressive. But in reality, God knew what was about to take place. So, Wayne, you, you have to get to the place where you recognize that you have to enjoy your parents for where they are right now, not for the death that you are afraid is going to take place. In that moment, he accepted that as a man and not as the little boy waiting on his parents to pass. So we, we go to that place. So that's three weeks ago. Then on Thursday night was a, a first it's called happy hour because it's what? It lasts what? An hour. It lasts for two hours. I was teaching on Philippians. Was it chapter 4 or chapter 6? About think on those things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and deserving of praise. 
and I couldn't let it go. I kept saying, for some reason, I can't let this go. And guys, I'm hoping that you, you will take what I'm sharing and, and, and put it in your face, put it in your heart, put it in your mind. We're talking about Wayne, but it has a whole lot more things attached to it because God always multiplies his word. So I'm talking to him, and I say, okay, so let's, let, let's get healing for this trauma. So on, on Thursday night, I just couldn't let think on those things that are virtuous, life-giving. So life-giving things can be memories. See, what I know about God when, when my mom passed was that I experienced no grief. I experienced memories, but no grief. And so for some reason, people think that if you let go of the grief, you're going to not have memories of your parents or the person who passed. And that's far from the truth. I never experienced grief. My wife checked me a couple times, say, are you okay? I'm, I'm okay. Because he said, I'll take your, your infirmities and bear your weaknesses, and by his stripes I'm healed. So I'm talking to Wayne. I'm taking him through the process. And, and I say, okay, all right, so, so let's do it. You ready? You ready to see what it feels like? to be in his glory and not to experience grief. So I'm taking him through the process, and he's starting to see all the things that his father did for him. And you guys know about how intense that was for him because we were in church together and sharing things about you know how he felt like his father didn't love him, his father didn't spend time with him. But once grief was removed, all he could see was memories of how his father did this, 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 and that. And I said, Wayne, look for the grief. He couldn't find it. He couldn't find grief. I said, look for it. Because grief can hide in your body, it can hide in your mind, it can, it can hide in different places. And he couldn't find it. Now, only a supernatural God can take and snatch grief from you and replace it with memories of joy. And he started talking about all the things his father had did for us. I didn't realize my father was working two jobs to make sure. We had more than enough. But all grief saw was my dad was never there for me. Big difference. So I said, go, go, go ahead, look around for it. So the next day I call in, check up on him. He said, hey, Wayne, how you doing? He said, I'm at work. I said, what are you doing at work? Y'all know y'all pastor set you up, right? Y'all know it, but now you know it. If anybody knows it, she knows it. I said, what are you doing at work? He said, well, might well go to work. I don't have no grief. <laughs> now remember, your, your pastor teaches. Look at what's the worst that could happen and then build from that. I say, so you're telling me, because see, I need you to answer the question. I say, you're telling me that your dad passed, which is the worst thing that you thought was going to happen in your life, and you at work. I said, well, what are you doing after this? He said, I'm going to the gym. I said, what you doing going to the gym? Your dad passed. He said, I don't have any grief. So all I have are memories. So I can live my life with memories of my father, smile about that, joy about that. And he said, I can even cry about that. But I won't be crying from grief. I'm crying for joy. My father's no longer in pain. He said, if you saw what I saw, you couldn't cry. Because he's in glory. So guys, Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Give thanks. 
So it's a mindset. You have to make what's life-giving. You got to make a decision about what you're going to think on. Yeah, is it true that his dad passed? But what's life-giving? He saw glory. So he's talking about, you know, he loves to write poems. He said, you know, I'm not getting anything about writing the poems. The, the family asked him, write a poem for your for dad's passing. And I said, it'll be there. I say, if you can't find grief, then all that's going to be there is joy. And then he started to write. So I'm trying to tell my wife about this, and I'm crying. And, and, and I say, I, I, I know I've never said this before. I'm not crying out of pain. I'm crying out of joy. Because our father would be so gracious to allow that, his son to see where his father went. You follow me? And you can't go back after you go forward. Can't do it. Amen? So I say all that to say... <laughs> I was his friend. Because the scripture said, now we go back to the scripture there. Because the scripture says that if two have a challenge, they can help each other out. They can help each other succeed. So my job was to help my friend succeed in what he thought was the worst area, worst time of his life, only to see God manifest himself in such a way. So I'm excited about the service that, that is going to take place tomorrow. I also taught them, you're not responsible for nobody else's grief. They have the same availability that you have. So don't, don't be concerned about your mom. Don't be concerned about your sisters. Don't be concerned about your brothers. Your job is to rejoice at your father's celebration. You follow me? And he said, I can do that. So before we hung up, I said, we'll look for the grief one more time. He said, what grief? <laughs> <laughs> All I have, his words. It's joy. Amen? So that's that, That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Two people are better off than one. God created the body so that each body, each person would be able to get what they needed in the local body. So if you need some eyes, it's here. If you need a hand, it's here. If you need a foot, it's here. If you need love, it's here. If you need victory, it's here. It's all available to us. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, what part do you play? Amen? Just check it out. What part do you play? All right, so we've been talking about healthy versus unhealthy friendships. So a healthy relationship or friendship, they don't hold, hold grudges. Now, the key word for grudges is unwilling to change. So when someone got a grudge on you, that's unwilling. They're unwilling to hear anything. If you need a pen and paper, just slip up your hand. We got plenty of pen and paper ready for you because we know after 24 hours you forget 95% of things that you thought you heard. Okay? Everybody get straight? All right, so you're dealing with somebody that, 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 a healthy relationship, they don't hold grudges. Just like what Sharon said. She said, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to this person. It might took a little while, but she did reach out before it got on, deep on the inside. We heard Reverend say she's going to reach out a person by phone and, 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 and ask them for forgiveness and have a conversation with them. So a healthy relationship, they don't hold grudges. So if they don't hold grudges, Tamika, what do you think an unhealthy relationship does? 
they seek revenge. So an unhealthy relationship, they don't just hold grudges, but they seek revenge. So what does that mean? I'm going to get you, boy. I'm, I'm going to get you. I've seen where uh, 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 a son beat his father playing a sport, and the dad pushed the son down the steps. Oh, it was an accident. Oh, oh shit. So was that a grudge or was that revenge? Revenge, huh? What do you say, instant revenge? Instant revenge. So anybody else ever dealt with that? Where what they thought was their friend sought revenge on? Okay, none of y'all dealt with revenge, okay? All right, we'll keep on going then. Born out of security. A healthy relationship is born out of security, meaning that they recognize that you can have more than one friend. I don't suggest you have a lot of friends. And scripture is going to support that. But you have what's needed. But it's born out of security. So that, that friend can be glad when you get a promotion. That friend can be glad when you get married. That friend can be glad when things happen good for you. That relationship is born out of security. Anybody been glad for their friend? When they got promoted more than you have? Or they got the car, they got the house, and both of y'all applied and their loan might not have gone through as quickly, but you were still glad for them. That's a relationship born out of security, born out of fear. I'm afraid you're going to get before I get. I'm afraid that you're going to get promoted before I get promoted. I'm afraid your car is going to come through before mine does. I'm afraid you're going to get married before I get married. Well, what's another thing they're afraid of if that relationship is born out of fear? I'm afraid you're going to get another friend and replace me. These are not healthy relationships. This whole right side over here, that's not what you're looking for. And when I finish this series, it should be probably about Thursday. It's called, it's called Breaking Up. <laughs> Anybody ever been on the end of breaking up? <laughs> I'm going to teach you. So I'm giving you all these variables because I'm allowing you to think it through, Sharon. But then when we get to Thursday or next Sunday... There won't be anything to think about because I'm putting it right in your face. These will be the six characteristics of breaking up. You need to end this relationship. You don't need to think about it. You need to end this relationship. If these things are going on, you need to end the relationship. Say end the relationship. Vulnerable. A healthy relationship, people are vulnerable. They can talk about their emotions. I can stand up here and tell y'all in advance, Pastor's going to cry. So I'm just telling y'all, I'm vulnerable. And don't be cool about it. You need relationships where you can be vulnerable, where you can talk about, hey. And, 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 and what's some things you heard when you got vulnerable with people? Y'all, y'all talk to me on the negative side. What's some things you heard? Raise, raise your hand. Because men have a challenge with being vulnerable because it's like, oh, nobody had a vulnerable relationship where somebody had to talk to them about stuff. I see you too. What happened, sir? Saying, you no, know, people think that you're weak. The people think that you're weak? Okay. Okay. Um, I've had, when I was vulnerable and feeling sorry for myself, people said, I thought you were a better Christian. Ooh, they, they, they do Christianity in there? Oh, all the time. Ooh. You know, they think we're magicians. Okay. <laughs> Get, get, get back back to I want to hear about musicians. Musicians. 
Okay, what would you mean? Issue, like they bring it back up. Okay. Right? Okay. To talk about it in a negative way. Okay, all right. So you never tell them anything else, right? You know, they think that when you say you're a Christian or tell them what you believe in, okay. that you just, you know, twitch your nose or blink your eyes okay. and <laughs> things start to happen. Okay. And because they don't <laughs> understand the, the full meaning of the relationship. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mari? I've heard you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Okay. You, you, you know, whatever you are, that's what your calling is, has something to do with, right? I was told I'm too sensitive. I'm, I'm serious, yeah. You're sensitive. But I need to be sensitive in order to be a pastor. I need to be sensitive in order to be a counselor. I need to be sensitive in order to pull out what I know is on the inside. So don't apologize for being sensitive, <laughs> okay? Because there's a calling in that thing. You, you follow me? All right, who else? Yes, ma'am. They, they come in your way on both sides. What happens when you were vulnerable? Um, I was vulnerable, and I got, I got angry about my sister's passing. Okay. And a friend went back, and instead of keeping the confidence, he went back and told it as if it was gossip. Okay. But it was personal. Uh-huh. It was just me releasing okay. some anger at her passing and it just stirred up a lot of mess. Okay, all right. So it got her in trouble by her expressing how she felt. All right, so what else about being vulnerable? Because the world has an idea about that. You, weak, you got one in the back, you got two in the back, unless that's a stretch. <laughs> yes, ma'am. People trying to one-up you, so you share, you know, this really – difficult thing happened at work well let me tell you what happened in my job what could we talk about what happened in my job first and then talk about what happened (laughs) at your job do we have to immediately talk about what happened at your job so nicole that's going to be one of the ones if your friends compete with you family too um I'm not very vulnerable all okay. the time, but you, you, you peek up with yours though. Yeah, you know, like, a little bit. Peek in, I do, yeah, peek I, do, okay. I do a little something. Okay. But what I was going to say is my example of that. In time, in times when I have been vulnerable, people say they don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. You you know what I mean? Like if I have to confront a situation, uh-huh. hey, you hurt my feelings. You said okay. this. Oh, I didn't. What did okay. I? I mean, what did I say? You know, it's just a whole ba- a whole bunch of defensiveness and okay. making me feel like I'm crazy, uh-huh. like yeah. I misunderstood something. Okay. So okay, that's another one. Okay. It's chaos with them. That, 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 that's a breakup. We gotta break up. Every time I see you, there's chaos. I mean, this is a relationship. This is not counseling. Okay, yeah. yeah let me make that clear. If you, you you need counseling, you need counseling. But if you have a relationship with somebody and every time you whip them, there's chaos. You gotta break up. Well what what is chaos? We go to the we go to a restaurant. Oh oh y'all y'all <laughs> did you hear about? Yeah, we, we gotta hear about you. You, you go to a restaurant. I'm we, 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 I'm gonna stay with you. And no matter where you go, they they chaotic, man. There's always trouble. And deep stuff with them. I mean, there's stuff so deep you can't even believe it. You know, they make movies out of their stuff. You need to stay. It's breakup time. Yes, ma'am. 
I think it makes people uh, uncomfortable okay. when you're um, vulnerable a lot okay. of times because they're not. So when you open up yourself, they'll probably make a joke or something to try to get you out of it because uh-huh. they're not comfortable. Yeah, and then they'll touch you. You know, if you're crying, they'll touch you. Remember we say no, no touch policy until after they finish. Uh, I, I got to hear this about uh, chaos because y'all, y'all heard it. I mean, the whole front row turned around to see, see who it was. Right, so what happens for chaos? When you touched on the, the restaurant. I, I wanted to like slide under the seat. Uh, yeah. I was so embarrassed. Um, worried the wait person to the nth degree mm-hmm. because her food did not look exactly like it looked on the menu. Okay, okay, yep. Um, her beverage did not look like the one that was on the menu. There was nothing to please her. It was just chaos, I lost my appetite, and you guys know I'm trying to eat healthy, so it was only a salad. Okay. <laughs> so I needed to eat my salad. Um, but it was it was just, I felt stressed. Uh-huh. I felt mm-hmm. tense. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get away from her quick enough. Okay. Yeah. But for some reason, I keep allowing her back into my space. Okay. So I am definitely in need of those yeah. principles to cut. Okay. All right. Stay with us. Yeah. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um, for um, Nicole, Nicole was was um, saying a while ago, I have been in the same situation. I'd be talking to a, a friend of mine and telling about um something that happened, I did this and I did that or something. And then they'll butt in and start talking about what what happened with them and everything. So every time that happened, I just stopped talking. Okay, very good. Yeah. Just let her go ahead and yeah. do whatever she wants to do, talk, whatever. Okay. So sometimes it's okay to stop talking, but then it's t- time to start cutting. <laughs> Got to break this thing off, man. Y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all don't want to hear cutting it out. You you, got to stop this stuff, man. Whoever you're hanging around with, either they are enhancing you or they're draining you. The drain part, why are we spending more time with the drainers than the encouragers? It's a question. I need help. Why are we spending more time with the drainers? Because you think you're going to change them? Y'all, y'all talk to me. You took it out of my mouth. Oh, like, you tried to change them. We're going to try to change them. Yeah. How has it been working? It doesn't. It doesn't? How, how many of us try to change somebody? Everybody here ought to raise your hand. Y'all cool? I, I even take a leg raise. Somebody want to raise with the leg, you know, because you don't want nobody to know. How, how is that working for you, though? Seriously, y'all talk to me. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so in my business of okay. what I do. Okay, what do you do, honey? See, that's my wife. Right? Those out in the internet world, that's my wife. I can call her honey. Right. Well, I'll just say a business coach. Okay, a business coach. And okay. I have plenty of encouragement. Mm-hmm. However, okay. you know, you do get to a point with some people after a while. It's like it's no, you're just ha- trying to help them. It's okay. like they're always something, oh, this is not going right. You know, just always. And so I figure if I pour into them, the more I pour my encouragement, then eventually – over the years, something encouraging will stick with them to help okay. them turn their life around to see positive. Okay. So I don't want to give up on them. Okay. 
for how is that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't bother me. I feel it okay. almost feels like that's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. All right. That's Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, I'm saying, let's do it now. Yeah, we we here. Let's do it. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Am I supposed to let? Am I supposed to let certain business partners go? Certain business partners go because I have been pouring for years. Because I've been pouring for years. Sharon nodding the head up here. She said, "Let him go. Let him go." <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I think it's me. I'm saying no. Okay, all right. So it's you. As long as you said it. Did y'all hear what she said? She said it's me. Because he's saying let him go. Okay. Mike? You know, you can just tell family members may not believe in okay. them. Because over the years you hear stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is not just one. This is a lot of people. Okay. And I do a lot with females. Okay. And, and I just feel like they need somebody. Okay. No matter what cycles they go through to encourage them and okay. to keep them uplifted. So let's reframe for a second, okay? okay. Everybody know what reframe <coughs> is? Okay. So either you're planning or you're watering, but only God can give the increase. So if you plant it, then we ought to see a seed. We ought to see something, a blade of grass or something. <laughs> something, something needs to come up. Yeah. If we're not seeing that, then it's time to let them go because you either plant or water, but only God can give the increase. And that's in business, that's in any, any area. You, you either plant or you water. So if you water too much, the plant drowns. Some people drowning, baby. Some people drowning. You got me? Y'all got it? I'm serious. It don't take people that long to change. How long did it take us to change? Be, but once we made a decision. Write this there. I hadn't told y'all write nothing there a long time. This there. We change as fast as we make the decision to. We change as fast as we make the decision to. <laughs> Megan, I see you laughing back there. <laughs> Seriously, this is the stuff we've been trying to do for years. And then all of a sudden we made a decision we were going to do it. And guess how fast we change. But some people like us coming after us. They do. They, they, they like us. It's like, you know, she done called me four times. I'm going to see where she called me five. <laughs> you know, they're making bets on you. But, but make a decision, guys. Either you plant or you water. But only God can give an increase. Amen? And if we play back our history, we'll realize that we didn't get much for that investment. Uh, uh, he, he wants to sow it. Seriously. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Okay, so then if you're not vulnerable, then an unhealthy relationship, you're defensive. defensive. Y- y'all ever met anybody defensive? Can't say good morning to them. What's good about it? <laughs> it would be better if I didn't see you. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with y'all. I'm just messing with y'all. I got me- d- d- defensive. Y'all ever meet people like that? Yeah. Okay, g- give me an example of somebody defensive. Because why are we drawn to them? I'm going to make them say good morning. I'm going to make them say hello. I went with uh, Jade and some of her friends. We were watching the Virginia Tech football game. So the game was going good. Tech was winning. This guy walks up and says, you know they're just going to lose anyway. 
And I said, what are you doing, Mr. Rain Cloud? The guy can't. <laughs> Every time he'd come over, he would have something negative okay. to say. Okay. Tech could score a touchdown. He said, well, they should have scored a minute ago. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I said, man, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I got up and moved. I said, I don't want to yeah, listen yeah. to this guy anymore. Get, get, get out of here. Mr. Rain Cloud, I ain't got to use that. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Deal with somebody that's offensive all the time. Seriously. You can't say anything to them. I'm just t- telling y'all about picking some new friends. All right, I'm move on there. A healthy relationship, you allow it to develop. Well, what, what does that mean, guys? Allowing a relationship to develop. People are not who you want them to be all the time. Some of the time, most of the time. But th- that's the adjustment that Curly is going to make if the Holy Spirit ministers to her. She's going to, he, he's going <laughs> to, I got to do a double. Poop, 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 poop. You awake, brother? Hey, right here. Poop. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I like to have fun in church. That's all right with y'all. We're going to be here. We might have fun. Right, Marla? That's it. All right. Okay, all right. Allow it to be developed. So give people timelines. You know, it's like, okay, let's see where this is going to go. I'm going to give them what I can. I'm going to plant or, or water, but God's going to give them the increase. Maybe. Maybe you're not to take them the whole way. Maybe you are to just plant or water. And God is going to give the increase. I know I keep saying that, but I, I wanted to... To resonate. Because Curly and I, we planted in Jasmine's life. We talked behind her back in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus, girl, you just don't know. We talked to her head. We confronted. We addressed. And then guess what? All she knew was, my, my parents not even upset about me. But then God gave you the increase. You saw what happened to her before your very face. Guys, don't give up on people. You can just release them. See that? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. She's looking for that thing. She's looking for. Don't give up on people in the sense they don't have to be in front of you to change. You follow me? We're looking for it, Sharon. We want to see it right here. I changed in two days. I became born again, and I changed. I stopped doing this, 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 and this. Well, maybe it takes five years for them. But you, 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 you can't stay with them in their face, though, guys. You gotta let God do what He do. Because if, if you could do it, why would you need him? None of us change based off, hmm, well, let me keep on going. Jesus said, come in and help us all. Help me, Jesus. In a healthy relationship allows people to develop at their own pace, at their own speed. Let's put it like that. Everybody can agree with that. At their own pace, at their own speed. I didn't say at our pace and our speed, at their pace and their speed. And their speed might be without you. Amen? An unhealthy relationship, pressed to perform. I got to perform every time I see you. I got to say the right things. I got to eat the right way. I got to wipe my fork the right way. I got to make sure I only eat per ounce in front of you. Y'all seen people like that? I mean, you don't want to go with them no more. It's like, goodness. Can I just watch a movie? I mean, when we go to the movie, we got popcorn all over the place. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> those movie places where you eat, uh, Center Bistro, yeah. yeah, we'd be apologizing to the people got to come up after us. <laughs> <laughs> Movie get good, you get get bad boy, and then they're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. But but 
You know, certain people, you got to press to perform, man. You got to perform all the time. I mean, you, you almost kill yourself trying to get there on time because you know they on time people. You, this time you actually left in, in, in plenty of time, Ross. But the traffic came up. But, you know, you know they're going to spend 15 minutes talking to you about why you late. So, you know, you, you, you're running over people to get to them. Because you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear. Now, you know, I, this is different if you late all the time. You follow me? You, 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 you late one time out of 45. And you one minute late. And, and when you're running up to them, they're looking at their watch. And you know what they're thinking. You got to perform all the time. Gentle. If I say gentle. Are you gentle? Sometimes. Who said that? Sometimes. Who? Un- unhealthy. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. But but with an unhealthy relationship, it's combative. What, what, what does combative mean? Confrontational? Argumentative? Looking for a fight. It's a whole lot of joke, but you got to be at a different place not to give them the fight. I like telling people, you're looking for a fight. And then you smile behind it. You know, I ain't playing with the head. I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm, I, I took my place. I went somewhere. I'm thinking about what's life giving. You're going to fight by yourself. I'm going to stand and watch you shadow box, but I'm going to just step on it. <laughs> I'm just going to step on back. Y- y'all seen combat? Uh, 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 who in here is combative? Okay. I got one honest person, two honest people, three, four. Who say she's using sometimes a lot today? Uh, okay, so, so talk to us combative people. What, 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 what's going through your mind when y'all get combative? And I wouldn't say nothing, brother, because you you rode with her. Anyway, <laughs> which one of my combative people want to talk? I got one right here. What's ahead, right? Oh, Nicole, you, you got the mic. Go ahead. I'm trying to think of, in friendship. Like, I definitely can be combative when it comes to work. Uh-huh. Okay. And if I have to call a particular, like, anytime I have to call CPS or any of the, I, I automatically go into war mode. Like, okay. Like, no, we're going to get this straight today. Okay. Uh, but in friendship, I, I'm not sure. Okay. As Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Am I combative? In relationship? Yes, definitely. Okay. okay. All right. He said yes, definitely. Okay. I was thinking friendship, yeah. not relationship. Okay, so you want to get technical with the word? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so ask him about friendships. Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit. Am I combative? Am I combative? With friendships. With friendships. You can't hear. <laughs> yeah. He said no. What, what, you I, did, I couldn't hear anything. Couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Talk to Curly, y'all. Y'all guys. <laughs> I I am combative, I guess, in all ships. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it depends on what the situation can okay. be, um, or how it's presented to me, like. Um, just in family, one instance, it's how um, one of my sisters was speaking to me. Okay. And I was like, hey, ho, ho, approach. 
you know, so uh-huh. I gave her the warning. Okay. okay. Yes, you did. Your, your approach. <laughs> and, I, and I give the warning no matter wh- what situation I'm in. Wait a minute. You need to slow that down, you know, or slow your roll. You know, because at that point, I'm I'm trying to police myself. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, because I know it, it can rile right on back uh-huh. up. Okay. You know, okay. so depending on how I'm being approached okay. and what the situation is, that's when I become combative. Okay. But All it's right. not just, um, oh, you okay. know, just trying to be combative okay. at that, you know, to people. Okay. It, for me, it's the approach, how you approaching me and what the situation is. Okay. Like All if right. you come to me accusatory, uh-huh. or instead of asking the question, but you accuse me, okay. then automatically it's like, hold on, wait a okay. minute. Okay. You know, how are you? Where is this coming from? Like, okay. are you asking me or are you telling me? Gotcha. Okay. And that's like another pre-warning okay are you asking or are you telling okay so right. if you asking this is how it is but if you telling we you're going to get a whole nother approach okay all right y'all heard who else yes ma'am let, 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 let's listen to this one. okay so, okay i'm going to be a little vulnerable oh okay so so y'all don't mess with so, it now. <laughs> so for the early part of my life <laughs> and like young adult life mm-hmm. i feel like I was in such a way, like a doormat with some people. Okay. I didn't speak up like I should have. And in relationships with, with men and with, you know, females. And I feel like now when I'm being combative, I'm trying to get you before you get me. Okay. Kind right. of. Okay. Before you say something crazy, mm-hmm. let me get it, get you first. Okay. You know? All right. And um, especially when it comes to my children. Okay. Um, my mom told me that she wished when my brother and I were younger, that she spoke up for us more in school and in situations that happened in school. So in my mind, I'm automatically like, okay, I need to be aware of the crazy stuff that can happen with these teachers and counselors and other kids and other parents, and I'm going to get them first. Okay. Because I, I want my kids to feel like I got their back. Okay. You I know? Okay. So I feel like I feel like I'm combative in a good way. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I told y'all I'm not messing with you. She, she she told us that she's being vulnerable, so let's let, let's just ride with that, okay? We get you next week. No, I'm just joking. I think in um, most situations I'm not combative, okay. combative, but if I feel like kind of like what Faith was saying, if I feel like somebody has wronged me intentionally, then I get combative. Okay, and it's like a get to the point where you don't just want to make your point. You want them to realize you were wrong. Gotcha. Okay. You know? Ooh, and okay. almost to the point where they'll admit it. Okay. So it's almost like being in a courtroom. Like, uh-huh. I'll wait for somebody to say something to me, and I'll give them just enough rope to let them hang themselves. With okay. It. So right. didn't you just tell me that blank okay. and throw it back in their face? Okay. So I won't get loud with somebody, but I'll use their own words against them. Okay. All right. So, 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 uh, there I see. All right, so l- l- let me give y'all a slight understanding, okay? So this combative spirit, if we can call it that, it's a lifestyle, okay? So I'm not talking about having to defend something or someone. I'm talking about this is how they live. You, you know what I'm saying? They're walking around tense because they're waiting on a fight. I like to order uh, french fries. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all the person supposed to do is push the button, right? You waiting on them to push the wrong button. You waiting on them to look at the wrong way. You waiting on them to give you the wrong change. Y- y'all know what I mean, come back. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yes, sir. 
I think you just talked about what I was going to say. Is different for me is is per, between protective and combative. Okay. I'm very protective. Okay. Which may lead me to go into being combative. Okay. All right. If I have to protect, then that's the next thing that's going to come along. Okay. So I just got to learn to distinguish between the two. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Y'all good? So, so do y'all want a combative friend or seriously though? No, no. Oh, honest. So a healthy relationship, you got an honest friend. How, how, how does this look? Well, you know, uh, it, it might be fitting a little snug. Maybe try to size up. <laughs> y- y'all ever here talk to people about certain things? And, and, you know, most of the time you, you let them ask you, you know, because they trust you enough where they'll ask you an honest question. And you can be honest with them. <laughs> Anybody had to? Yes, ma'am. As anyone knows me, I'm very honest. Yes, you are. Don't ask me a question if you don't want me to be honest. Okay. But I find Uh that doing my honesty, then later on I'll get combativeness from the person. They don't think I know that they are resentful for me being honest, Mm -hmm. but I do. Passive aggressive? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all encounter that? Y'all stand up for a second. Some of y'all nodding a little bit because we're talking about some honest stuff. <laughs> you stretch. To look at your neighbor. Neighbor, you, you awake? What, what's going on with you? All right, all right. All right, y'all sit back, sit back there. So so any of you all deal, deal with people like that where you're being honest with them and they come, come at it? Then do you ever ask yourself, is it worth it? How, how many of y'all say is it worth it? That's when I make the decision I either plant it or water. You follow me? It's not worth it. Because that wall, I mean, th- there's a scripture that says a cruel messenger will be sent. So if I'm warning you about something you don't want to hear, you get passive aggressive, all that kind of stuff, your life not depending on it, you're just going to hit the wall, hit. I mean, it's real stuff, man. I am not God, and neither are you. We share what's available to share. We, 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 you know, it's like we don't wake up in the morning, those who like to be honest with people, we don't wake up in the morning saying, I want to ruin your day. We wake up in the morning saying, man, this is an awesome day. I'm married. I got a lovely wife. We love each other. Life is good. Money is good. Health is good. Everything is good. Daughter just got married. I mean, you know, you, you do some self-talk in the morning. Do, do y'all self-talk in the morning? And then you think about Billy Bob. You're like, goodness, Billy Bob. Will the boy just do the right thing? Will he just get think like that but is it worth it you know let them hit the wall a couple times because if they didn't learn based off your honesty there's something else coming but guys we gotta be patient enough to allow them to hit the wall i notice when i'm honest um i see like my friend will distance herself for a while okay especially if she's doing stuff she knows she shouldn't be doing okay then she'll come around again later okay and, and, and be cool with it. Hey, look, I'm going to give it a beyond with it. I know you're going to stay away from about three weeks. But I, I see you and then give a date. I see you on the, the 15th. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll come back on the 14th just to prove you wrong. You're <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Will? Um, I guess the question I have, combative, would, would being defensive, is that a similar thing to being combative or the same thing or just? Uh, it's a similar thing. Okay. Just they'll they are ramp it up. They'll go from. 
what were it, defensive? Defensive, yeah. To combat it. So they're they are, they are range it up. Okay. They so ramp it up based off what your reaction is. Right. So defensive is at like a certain level, and then all of a sudden they become an, uh, combative, yeah. and then they might. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So we got uh, deceptive. Ooh. These are people that leave things out. You know, if, if you're being honest with them about something and then you start talking to them, they'll leave stuff out. Okay. Uh, Y'all know people that leave things out? You know, it's for like, you know, I didn't tell you all the stuff. I just told you some of the things. Y'all know people like that? Yeah, yeah that, that's the deceptive friend. And, and, and as we get to the, the cut, the clipping, you know, they'll, because they couldn't buy the dress that, that, that they wanted to buy, and you showed them your dress at the wrong time to show up for the event. Yeah, they, they're going to tell you the wrong time. So they know the event started at 6, they're going to tell you 7.30. Then when you come in and everybody looking at you, then they go, well, what? I, I told you that it was at such and such time. Th- these people, you got to leave alone, man. Remember what I'm saying is it's a lifestyle. This is not things that happen by mistake. Everything over there in that category on the right-hand side, it's a lifestyle. They are deceptive by nature, by choice. The same way you're honest. That's a lifestyle for you. Satisfied. You, you, you take the relationship for what it is. Right, right, Ashley? You just take the relationship for what it is. That's a healthy relationship. It's just like, okay. Billy Bob late, I'm going on into the movie. I'm not going to wait on you. You know, the movie started at 7. I'm going to go ahead and text Billy and say, hey, Billy. I'm not talking about you being late. I'm just talking about me and popcorn and the soda and the movie like, getting ready to get started. You, you're satisfied. You, you understand how they are. It's like, okay. So if you want a friend that's on time, you get you another friend. But <laughs> Billy, Billy Bob not going this way. He, he, he can't do it. And, and you guys deal with restlessness? They, they, they got to find somebody else. I, I, I got this friend. I don't want to wait till they develop or they, such and such. I got to find another friend. I got two friends. I want to have five. Say so they're just restless. No matter what they're doing, they're restless all the time. They can't watch a movie. I know I keep doing movies because that's how Carolyn and I did on vacation. We watched a movie. <laughs> hey, man, you know, we had time. We had time remote, you know, for, for people like that. We had time remote, so, you know, you get the remote for two hours, then I get it for two hours, okay? <laughs> and we do it like it, like, okay, your time up, man. You got five more minutes? Okay. Just didn't do nothing, man. I sat out on my chair look, overlooking the balcony. I couldn't tell y'all what I saw. All right, so I'm going to end with this, and then we'll pick up next week, uh, or we'll pick up Thursday. The, y- y'all read this together with me. The man of too many friends, chosen indiscriminately, would be broken in pieces and come to ruin. Tell me why. You got a mic here? Got one right here? Both of y'all coming to the same person. Somebody go back that way. Too many friends is trying to please um, too many people. Okay. And he's got each person that he's trying to please a part of him and each of those person, okay. people. Okay. Chosen indiscriminately, meaning that I'm just picking them. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to piggyback off of what Spencer said, that 
you know, you're trying to please all those people, and if they, each one of them is different, or they don't like, you know, your your friends don't like each other. Okay. Then you're torn between them. Okay. All right. I think that reminds me of uh, what I think of as the, like the Facebook generation, uh-huh. okay. where you have like thousands of friends on social media. And they always have, like, a, a big stake in those people's opinion. Like, you post something, obviously, for attention. But in reality, when I read that, a man of too many friends probably means you don't really have Ooh. many real friends at all. Okay, okay. Ooh, no, you didn't. Ms. Ashley, still vulnerable? Okay. <laughs> um, so, to me, that's saying that you chose people just to have them. Ooh. And not for anything that they're doing for your life in particular. Okay. And when you, so I'm just going through your list. Okay. When you have people with these different attitudes, you have to be different with them in every situation. And it's wearing on you. It will okay. wear on you. It will, I mean, you, your face will break out, your hair fall out. You're tired. Okay. Because you got to be somebody different with everybody. Okay. So it, it, based on what she said, is that enough to be cutting some folk loose? You're tired, your hair fall out. But there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. And this is what the Bible says. This is not pastor. Proverbs 18, 24 says. Let's read it one more time, the whole thing. The man of too many friends chosen indiscriminately will be broken in pieces and come to ruin. But there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. Amen? All right. Any, any questions? Any takeaways? You know, the Holy Spirit is still dealing with Nicole and, and Curly. <laughs> I have a takeaway. You got a takeaway? I do. So I was feeling some type of way because I really only have like one or two friends. Okay. But I'm learning that that's really all I need. Ooh. And that may be all I can really handle right now, okay. too. So okay. that's right. my takeaway. That's good. I think uh, for me, uh, the takeaway is that, um, like, if you're defensive or combative every once in a while, that's not a lifestyle thing. You mentioned that it's a lifestyle thing, and mm-hmm. that that resonated because I'm not combative in uh-huh. life. I okay. have had combative moments. Uh-huh. I have had uh, gentle moments, joyous moments, but that's not me. It's a lifestyle. Okay. So yeah. that, that I needed to hear that because okay. I was thinking, well, man, I'm really combative then, okay. but I'm really not. Okay. I just have done it every once in a while. Okay, that's, that's good. I'm glad I could share that. Anybody else? Something different this week? You good? All right. Yes, sir. My take would be uh, you can change as fast as you make the decision to. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'd like to, yeah, Yes, ma'am. I guess I'm going to say it right. <clears throat> when I started coming here, I had lots of friends. I was very sociable. Okay. But somehow I'm down to like maybe one or two. And the part where it says closer than a brother, it's like maybe one, maybe one real good one. Okay. The other ones, I mean, I thought those sociable people were friends, but they were really just sociable people Okay, that we hung out together. And when you really needed them, 
to Uh-oh. be the sister. Uh oh. They had baby showers and other things to do when you needed them. Okay. So I mean, it is. It's an eye opener. Okay. It is. But uh, my, my hope is though, though, by the time we get to cutting y'all, because I'm telling you, your life is gonna be so much better if you you you, you do the clipping thing. It is. I mean, okay. <laughs> I can't convince you in six sessions there. It's on, oh, it's, it's on you after that. <laughs> All right. Um, when was the, um, uh, Sharon, can you sing some happy birthday? We got some birthday people. How far back do you need to go? August, September, October? Sharon? Yeah, there you go. All right. I'm, all right look, I'm going to cut the mic off. If you had a birthday since August, stand up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to you. All right, so we're going to close. We're going to pick up on Thursday. I got it. I got a friend that stick closer than a brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like that friend. Oh, yeah, we, we want to thank everybody for $885 that you all gave us towards our uh, anniversary. <laughs> our 33rd anniversary. We'll say we ate it all. <laughs> No, the, the Holy Spirit is awesome. And, and, and Reverend, I wanted you to the hurricane victims because uh, we were supposed to go to um, Fort Myers and it was another place on that side. Um, what, what, what's the people that make the line, uh, key line pie? Key West. We were, scheduled, we were scheduled to go to Key West, which is on the side of that major storm. And the Holy Spirit told Curly, no, don't go to Key West. Why don't you go to this other side? which was uh, Fort Lauderdale. So when the storm came up, it continued the sun to shine. The, the weather was gorgeous on our side. But had we been over on the left side, it's, it's devastating. I have a, a client that is going in training for counseling, and she's rescheduled twice because she went down to South Carolina to help out down there. Um, and she, she just said, you know, uh, Pastor, I apologize for rescheduling, but... I have to go back. It's just so much damage. So, uh, Reverend, uh, we're going to do this. No, you do yours, and then. So we're just going to pray for the the victims of the hurricane, the first one that came through in South Carolina, and then the one that just came through, uh, because this last one actually moved house frames and everything, you know, foundations of homes. And so they are saying that it's, it's, it's really intense. Father, we just thank you. We glorify you. Father, we thank you that you are a good, good father. And we know that these hurricanes and these storms are not of you, Father, for it is the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, Father, we thank you uh, that even though there's been a lot of devastation throughout South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, some in Georgia, a little bit in Virginia, and some other states, Father, 
we know that these things are not a surprise to you, that you've already made provisions, Father, for those people, Father, for those who have um, lost their homes, those who don't know what they're going to do, give them hope, Father. Father, we thank you for all the people that you have sent there to help them. We thank you for the Red Cross. We thank you for the other um, people that are going there uh, who have a heart to help, Father, just to help them get back on their uh, feet. We thank you for um, FEMA, Father. We thank you that FEMA is doing what it is that they're supposed to do in a timely manner, Father. We thank you for the government for um, giving them the monies they need to get back on their feet. We thank you, Father, that even if an animal is lost, because people are so concerned about them, Father, that they will be found, Father, and they'll be in good um, health. Father, we thank you for um, uh, the lives that were saved. We praise you because that was such a terrible um, um, hurricane, Father, as it hit down there, Father. So we thank you for um, all that you're doing in their lives, and we uh, thank you that they will remember that you, it was not you, but that they were saved, Father, those that are still here for a purpose, for a purpose, and they would draw those that are not close to you would draw close to you, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name, for all that you're doing for um, those people, Father. We continue to hold them up in prayer, and those who uh, have the finances will willingly give them to help them out and provide the food in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, let's close. I stir up the gift that is within me by faith. I'm stirring up the power that is within me. I'm stirring up myself and running fear, procrastination, and every hindering spirit out of my personal and business affairs. I'm ruled by my spirit. I tell my mind what to think and my body what to do, for I am a master of my emotions. I'm a person of immediate action. I am steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These goals are my passion. I pursue them with enthusiasm and relentless determination. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. My loins are girded about with truth. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, wherewith I quench every fire dot of the wicked, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. No sickness, disease, incidents, or accidents can come by my dwelling. If I drink of any deadly thing, it shall not hurt me. A thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come now my dwelling. I came to win. In Jesus' name, amen. Have an awesome week, and I'll see you on Thursday. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.